Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football. It's finished. Manchester United 1, PSG 3. Uh, PSG winning uh, the game in the end. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to say. Was it a was it a deserved win? Was it a lucky win? Uh, some of the goal, well, the first goal and the second goal was a, there was a little bit of luck involved, but then United's goal was also luck, and then the third goal obviously comes when you know you're all attacking. So, uh, but I guess I guess in the end you'd have to say that well done to PSG and well done to to Shaw for this tactical approach this game, and uh, it was a I guess it was a good win. It was a good win in the end for PSG, and uh, there's a lot to unpack and a lot of things. I'm sure a lot of the focus will be on what United did wrong. because this was one of those games where united did a lot wrong but i think united lost rather than psg won but sometimes you know that's those those wins are probably the best and those wins are they all count at the end of the day so you know you can't really look too much uh, you can't you can't really complain too much about that um, at in the end of the day but um, uh yeah i mean where do we begin uh, let's let's start with the uh, team so i mean the i think i think they missed i think united missed twanzibi uh, definitely and they missed lukshaw I think not having one of them would have been fine, but not having both of them today, uh, suspension and injury, I think really created a problem because I think he would have gone with the back five again, and because he couldn't play a back five, so he went with the four-two-three-one. Uh, a lot of people will say, well, why you started with McFred? Why didn't you bring in uh, Donny Van de Beek? I think, I think he didn't want to. I think he didn't want to take that risk of of starting Donny. So the idea was quite clearly to protect that. Uh, I think if they had a back five, they might he might have gone with uh, with Donny alongside Fred. I don't think he would have gone Donny Mc. Uh, maybe he would have gone Fred McDominay and then three center halves. But I think, I think he might have started Donny in this one. That that being said, remember Donny was getting a slight knock as well. A lot of people are like, well, you should have started Donny. I don't think. I I think not starting Donny in this game was not the wrong call. Um, and you know whether it was the right call or not, that I think we'll we'll have to leave that. And you can let me know what you think. But uh, in terms of uh, in terms of uh, the start, I, I don't think it was the wrong call. But uh, you know. It, It, it 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 did limit himself. He did limit himself with with his with his uh, selections today in terms of who was not available. So the four two and then playing uh, Cavani, Martial, Bruno, and Rashford was clearly the idea was to try and hit uh, PSG on the break again. So it was never about being on the front foot. It's never about being on the front foot in these games for United anyway. Uh, those days are long long gone anyway. So this was all about uh, trying to. It was about playing for a draw and then hopefully getting. Uh, the three points or somewhere and those uh, you know when when as I said in, in the past if you play not to win you rarely win uh, you know sometimes you never win and that's I think what happened here they were never looking to win United uh, that being said they did have chances and uh, the first I mean right, the first goal for PSG uh, a lot of people will blame McDominay I think they're right I mean there's definitely McDominay I don't know what he's trying to do there like you see he put his leg out and then he pulled it back back and it was almost like he was like Thinking that the ball was going to be somewhere else, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, so it's just going to go front, front, front of me." And um, yeah, the reactions were slow from the defense. I think uh, Telles was it was a bit at fault because he was ball watching when it goes in, rather than following Neymar and keeping track of him. So Telles was at fault. I know a lot of people blame the defenders for not reacting, but I think Telles was the closest, and he had to react, but he didn't, and he let it go. That happens sometimes. You don't always expect deflections, and you don't always know where they go. But um, you know that's the difference between good players and great great players, right? That's what we talk about. And United have a lot of good players or uh, decent players, but they don't really have a lot of great players, and that's the issue. 
and tell us that again, showing a little bit of that inexperience, a little bit of that, not inexperience, but a little bit of that naivety, uh, that lack of understanding and awareness. And he let, uh, you know, let that ball go through and then Neymar gets it and he hits it uh, for a goal. So that, that was, uh, that was good. That was a good opening goal for PSG. United actually recovered from that. Uh, the red card incident. Now that this is interesting, uh, and I, I know everybody has an opinion about it, whether that was a red or not. Now, according to what we have seen so far and what we have been conditioned to seeing, that was a red card. I think Fred away got, got away with that one. I've been seeing my hair is a little bit off. That's because the reason why was I was pulling my hair out. Like, you know, what are you doing, Fred? Why are you doing that? What is the reason for doing that? However, uh, the, the justification that I found was that uh, the ref is Italian and in Italy, a lot of these incidents don't get punished with a red. That's something that I, that I found out and that, that I was told, uh, that, I, that I heard. Uh, as I was listening to the halftime show, uh, so that 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 may be a reasoning for why it, the red card was not given. Uh, should it have been given? Yes, but uh, this but based on the fact of what we've seen, is it a red card offense? It's not because I don't think that should have been a red. I don't like it when you know, the same thing happened in Martial and he was getting a red. Those kind of incidents shouldn't be red cards, right? I mean, it's not like he's not he's not it's not like he's hitting him with the head where he's hurt or something. It's just a matter of like pushing putting a head together and then one guy goes oh, oh I just. I fell off there. Oh my God, I fell off. Oh, you know, so I, I you know, it's, it's, it's hard. And if you're going to give, you know, and, and, and this is one of the things that we talk about all the time. You need to stamp these things out because these things will keep happening and refs have got to be stronger about it. I like the fact that it was not a red card. I'm obviously as a fan, but I think it wasn't a red card in the fact that it wasn't like a career threatening challenge or some kind of reckless challenge. It wasn't. Uh, but, you know, based on what we've seen so far, it should have been a red card. So make up your own mind about, I guess, you know, you're looking at it as a, as a, as a practical standpoint. It's a red card from a moral standpoint, from a fact of football being, you know, a game where you, where you expect a bit of a physical game, a very, uh, a game for, you know, grown adults, not men, grown adults, because women also play. But if you're looking at it as, as that, it's, it should not have been a red card. It should not be a red card. It should never be a red card. So, you know, make your own mind up about that. I'm sure people have different opinions on what they see. Um, based on on what, what what they're doing, so sorry, my hair is a little bit off here now. It's actually gotten worse. I thought it was okay. So, all right. Um, so that was that. Uh, what what I what I found. Um, uh, what I would what I would like to. So maybe, so we got out. So they got out of that period, and then they got that goal, uh, which was again a luck, lucky deflection for Manchester United. Rashford shoots and it goes in. Uh, but but you know it, but then after that that was as good as it got. They got a few chances in the second half. The second half I thought up to, until the 65th minute United were actually dominating and they should have scored a goal. I said they need to get a goal because if they don't get a goal, PSG are going to get a goal. And it's not going to stay one all. That's not going to happen. And it happened that way where Tuchel knew he had to change things. He bought substitutions. He made the substitutions and they changed the game around. They got a couple of decent chances that they missed. Uh, you know, Marquinhos had a free header. Baka had a chance as well. And then finally. The, the goal came, which, um, you know, again, as a, it was a bit of a luck involved because, you know, the, 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 it, was, it, was, it was not a cross, it was not a pass, it was a, it was a shot, it was a wild swipe shot that people normally take. And nine times out of ten, the guy who sticks his leg out, he doesn't get onto it, let alone the way that it fell for Marquinhos. He wouldn't even get onto that sort of shot. It would just, like, go through under his leg or hit his leg and go out. But luck, you know, it was that way that hit him and then it set up nicely for Marquinhos. Uh, and this is again one of those situations where you try to look through the eyes. It, to me, from one of the camera angles, it looked offside. To be honest, uh, but uh, it wasn't. The lines actually worked out. It wasn't offside, and that's fine. I think it would have been harsh to give it offside anyway. Um, it's a good goal. And uh, once they had that, uh, they you know, and then I mean, this was the point. I, I think that I, I do believe that Fred was lucky to stay on the pitch up until the 17th minute. He had a lot of chances where he could have been sent off. You know, after getting that yellow card. I mean, this. 
and I've been saying this a lot. I think Fred, the problem for Fred is that is that he's not very good. He doesn't have a very good first touch. He doesn't. So as a defender, as a you know op- opposing defender, you can easily crowd him out because you know that when he receives the ball in tight spaces, the chances he's going to miscontrol and the other def- and you know and you'll get have a chance to win the ball back. And when that happens, oftentimes it was the same thing that happened for the yellow card that he got. It was a, it was a it was a touch. It was a faulty touch. And then he had to make that challenge. I don't think that was a second yellow. I think Herrera dived, or not dived, but he made the most of it. And he got uh, Fred sent off. That's definitely true. But he should have been he should have been sent off before that for some of the challenges that he was making. But that's the issue with Fred. He will win you, you know, because he's fast, because he's tenacious, he's going to win you a lot of challenges. But at the same time, you know, his faulty touch is also going to cause him problems. And therefore, I, 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 he doesn't fill me with confidence. I think he needs somebody better than that. And... Um, Anyway, we'll talk more about players in a bit. But that, I mean, that red card, it shouldn't have been a second yellow. I think Herrera made the most of it. And we've seen that with Herrera a lot, that he is someone who, is a, who, who has got those dark, that dark side of the game down. So he got fair sent off. But honestly, I felt that he should have been taken off before the 70th minute. I also feel that as soon as that second goal went in, now you know the play, game plan's out the window. So I don't know why why the hell is Oli still persisting. The, the, as soon as that goal goes in, he's got to say, okay, you know what? I got to bring on Donny. I got to bring on Pogba. Take Fred off. Because you now need to go and go get a goal. You know, what's the point of keeping those guys on? Maybe they were not ready or whatever, but that's just an Oli. I think that was poor game management. And today, Oli's game management was the one part that I think that he was lacking a lot. I don't think he managed this game very well. I don't think you can fault him for any for any of the goals. I don't think you can fault him tactically because the setup was good. The goals were the goals that came came from errors rather than you know PSG cutting them open. It wasn't that case. It was errors that happened. And uh, so you know you can't blame him there. But I think his game management was very very bad today. Very poor today. And he has to take a lot of blame for that. And I'm sure a lot of people will be blaming him for that. Um, but that red card pretty much killed the game off. I don't think after that, uh, you know, the United had any hope. There were a few chances. I do feel that that third goal was a problem because even though, you know, 2-1, 3-1 doesn't make a lot of difference in the league game, I think this kind of game, at 2-1, United would still go top of the group uh, if, you know, they, they managed to beat Leipzig, they'll still go top of the group. Now with the 3-1 result, if PSG beat Istanbul, they will go, they will go through. Also, they have now gone ahead of United. So even if they lose and United lose, United are out. So United need to beat uh, uh, Leipzig. Now it's a must-win game or a must-draw game. They need to get something. They can't lose that game no matter what. Not that PSG were going to lose to Istanbul. They'll still win. But even a win or a draw is now going to take them through in second and not, you know, a win would have taken them through as a stop spot if they had kept it to 2-1. So a little bit of naivety there as well um, that I don't think people grasp. And now the fact is because they're going to finish second, even if they even if they somehow manage to finish second and get out of this group, even if they do, uh, they're gonna have to, you know, the, the, the teams that they're likely to face is, you know, because you, you're, you're assuming Liverpool, Chelsea, and Chelsea and City are not going to go drop. Liverpool will most definitely, almost certainly finish top of their group. So you're looking at uh, uh, teams like Bayern, Barcelona, uh, Dortmund, or maybe Mönchengladbach or Shakhtar. Who knows what that group is going to put up? So there's not a lot of easy teams, and they're going to have to face one of the big boys right away in the round of 16. So it's going to be tough for them to get out of that, and probably even embarrassing uh, to some extent. But I mean, that, that was a bit of naivety there as well. But third goal, I mean, the context of the game, fair enough, two one, three one doesn't make a lot of difference. Uh, I guess you can see it. You can kind of understand it. Um, you know, it's different. It's different when you are uh, when you're watching it as, as someone who perhaps, uh, you know, the different people have different ideas. And my idea, you know, my, I would have probably done things differently. You probably would have done things differently. Um, you know, that's just the way it is. So 
you can't fault a manager for trying to win to draw a game you know try to salvage a losing situation you can't really fault the manager for that or can't fault anyone for that but uh, it was poor and maguire was pretty bad in that third goal as well like just like he just fell down like almost i think oh you know just give me the ball um there was a lot of uh, there's there were a lot of errors uh, but again you know that's that that that's what we've come to expect uh, but i but i think what this game has shown up there's shown up a lot of structural issues with the team we keep talking about it but the problem is that these such issues are getting more and more pronounced and there's no obvious solution to it uh, the first issue obviously is the fred mcdominay midfield and a lot of people go in on mcdominay you know there's a lot of people out there with agendas against mcdominay that oh he doesn't offer much he doesn't do this he doesn't do that mcdominay is not a world class cdm he's not a top class cdm i will be the first one to admit that he's not but at the moment in time he offers something that the uh, in that position that fred can't offer matich cannot offer matich does not have the pace or the you know the to track back he does have very good interception and very very good reading of the game but matich can't play every game and mcdominay is the only one aside from matich who can play in that position uh, of of cdm fred can't do it he's pretty much shown that he can't do it and he doesn't want to do it either so mcdominay has to, if matich is not playing mcdominay has to play uh, because of that right unless you play fred and donny which is fine if you play fred and donny because both of them can do it together but fred's issues with his first touch and his lack of uh, composure mcdominay doesn't have those issues mcdominay generally is not very bad with his first touch he generally has a bit of composure he's not a great passer of the ball i'm not going to sit here and say he's pirlo or arcaric he's not he's not but he can play the save the make the save passes he can control the ball he can, he's generally good with his touch he's generally uh safe and safe and that's that's important right he's not going to be the point is united have not invested in 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 that in that area so that's fine now you cannot go in on a player just because he doesn't do what you want him to do at a level uh you know that that you expect from you know it's not you're not expecting that fair enough you know if you're a fan of who expects a lot more you do but in the circumstances i thought mctominay was not the worst player on the pitch i think he was pretty good uh for what he was doing what his role is he does it he does it as well as he can his role and you can't really you can't really ask for more you can't expect you cannot ask a player to suddenly be messi ronaldo in a game you can't right everybody has a level uh, you ask for what what you expect and if they do as long as as i always said i never mind a player having a bad game as long or, or or an average game as long as they're putting their best foot forward i think that's important uh with mitomning you get that and um, i thought he had a pretty good game today actually i thought he was one of the better players uh, for united and not just because he was uh, shoving neymar i think what his job was to disrupt the flow of the game and he was doing that perfectly um and he was doing it better than fred he didn't get yellow carded at all in the game so he did a much he did a much better job than fred did uh, who should have been sent off long before he was um but that's but i, I would like to see mctominay and donny that and that is the midfield that i think i don't think it should be mctominay in fact i think the midfield should be mctominay and donny because donny can provide a little bit of a cover that that means you provided but he's more um but also mctominay can cover donny but donny wants to bomb forward and and get and try to get uh, involved in the attack so i feel that that that's a midfield i want to see we're not getting a chance to see that i don't know for whatever reason maybe oli doesn't think it works but that's the midfield i think that we need to see and uh, and see that that would work uh, at the moment the issue though is there's a bigger issue in front and there's a big issue at back and i will start at the back first because we talk about this all the time also so it's better to get it out of the way um I've said this Maguire and Lindelof doesn't work as a partnership a lot of people have said this I've said this as well the issue now is uh, who do you take out you can't take out Lindelof because Lindelof is a better I feel Lindelof this season has been better than Maguire so you can't drop Mick Lindelof because you know that doesn't send the right message and you can't drop Maguire because he's the captain and he costs 80 million 85 80 85 80 million pounds so that's the issue at the moment like when you have a situation where there are two defenders who are both undroppable for different reasons that's great that you know there is an issue there and, and i don't know what the obvious solution is for that like who do you what do you do if you're like an assault you've got to, at some point you've got to take a stand you've got to pick up make a choice 
but at the moment he's like he's just sticking with it and i think what he's looking what he's banking on is the fact that those two have enough experience to get them the points when they need them and so as long as they keep getting them the points he's going to be like you know that's fine uh, but it's not going to work in the long term i don't think that's a partnership that's going to work and at some point he's going to have to he's going to have to change it up or he's going to lose his job so that's something he needs to make a decision on um but i mean axel twanzibi should be coming and i would hopefully like to see axel twanzibi get a chance this weekend and possibly against leipzig as well but and i wouldn't hold my breath on it uh but the front line now that that is an issue there i think um andor rashford today was okay he was he had a few he had a, he took his goal and he had a couple of chances uh that were a bit difficult but he he did a little bit of good stuff i thought kavani was probably the best of the lot of the three but um you know because in the, in terms of the fact but i did feel that the shot that he hit on the post he, if there was a striker with a little bit more pace uh you know he would have probably scored that goal just because he could have gotten there a bit earlier i think kavani was still running and by the time he took that shot it was almost like he had nothing else because the defenders had caught up with him so you know he couldn't get away from the defenders to have a clean strike and so he had to take that shot but um that's that what is the real problem is anthony marcial the real problem and i think anthony marcial is becoming a major issue for manchester united now and for league on social and you can see today in social's body language is absolutely especially that that goal that he missed the open chance that rashford put on the plate for him that he missed um you could see it in all his face he was like you know what am i supposed to do with this guy what am i going to do with this guy um and i know a lot of people you know are going to be like uh, you know there's a certain uh, a person out there in and who loves anthony marcial uh, you know united fan a certain united fan who loves anthony marcial but i think at some point we have to address the fact that he is not he is never ever going to be uh, an elite, elite finisher at manchester united he just isn't going to be that player i think it's quite obvious it's becoming more and more obvious each week he's going to get goals much like lukaku he's going to get goals he's going to score you know 20 25 goals a season he probably will be, become that player at some point in his career he probably might become but in those big moments in those critical moments see these are the moments that matter right if you score 10 goals at win you you know 10 games uh is that better than scoring 20 goals at win you maybe five or six games right like it's 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 those moments that matter and i think marcial just doesn't have the composure in these moments it, it twice he missed two big chances today which a normal striker a decent striker a good striker a, a proper good striker would have taken both of those chances if kavani was hitting those balls instead of marcel and i don't rate kavani very highly kavani probably would have scored at least one of them um you know obviously falando smi probably would have scored both of them so i think that's and you could see it in his language like i wish i had kavani i wish i had sancho i wish i had halan so i didn't have to play this guy because you know in this in this game in that particular game and i'm not saying marcial is not good enough i think he's good enough at least as a squad player or as a rotation player but i i just don't think as a top level finisher i don't think manchester united uh, i don't think he's ever top level finisher so manchester united want to be a title challenging team they, they want to be a champions league contending team marcial is not going to get them there and that's just my opinion and it's based on a small sample size of only two or three games the season but it looks that way to me he just doesn't look uh, confident in front of goal he just it just doesn't look like he's got that that knack that composure of scoring goals and uh, that's a problem i think rashford has it rashford is not a very good finisher either but just in those big moments he has that composure to score goals um, that's kind of what's separating him at the, them at the moment the problem is what's the options i mean mason greenwood is not he's not been scoring goals either so you know do you really do you really want to take him off and bring mason greenwood in probably not maybe try playing a diamond um that's probably the only option so you don't have to play either marcial or greenwood and you can play rashford and cavani in a diamond but cavani is old you can't play him in every game either as well so in bringing on and the fact is the, the clear cut analogy is this they were 2-1 down right uh, and they need to score a goal and they, he took off anthony marcial he brought on mason greenwood he took off anthony marcial he brought on odian igalo to score a goal but he didn't keep marcial on the pitch 
that tells you everything you need to know about his performance today. I thought it was very, very bad. I thought he had his worst performance. It was really bad. And, I, and that, that was what upset me. I think more than anything else, the fact that United have chances to win the game and then you don't take them. And then, you know, PSG go up the other end and score. And that was really disappointing. But um, but so be it. Uh, Manchester United lost to PSG. What it now means for the group, of course, as I said, it, that loss to Istanbul has completely killed uh, United's momentum in this in this Champions League. Because had they won that game, this game would not have mattered as much. 12 points, you know, all they had to do today was maybe a 2-1 loss would have been fine, right? I and mean, they probably would have taken a 2-1 loss today. They wouldn't have to waste so much. Because they lost that game against Istanbul, they gave, they gave away those three three points on offer. You know, they've, they've, they've basically killed themselves. Uh, they shot themselves in the foot here because other teams have been, have been able to beat Istanbul. PSG will beat Istanbul. RB Leipzig have done it home and away. And they've allowed them to make up, uh, you know, three of those points that uh, they had so painstakingly, painstakingly gained. And that is now going to cost them uh, when they go up against uh, against Leipzig because they're going to be at a three-point disadvantage that the other teams got. So, so that's the issue. But a draw will be enough to get them second place. A win, obviously, will get them to second place. That's the best they can now go for a second place unless unless PSG lose uh, to Istanbul, which will probably, which will most likely, 99.99999% will not happen. So, in fact, you probably say 100% will not happen. It's not going to happen. So, United's best hope now is to finish second. Uh, finding a way to finish second is, is what it is. But um, what what is he going to do for that game? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no clue. Uh, you know, Fred's not going to play. So, we assume that it will be Donny and McTominay starting. But he might go with Matic and McTominay. So, there's, I guess, again, the mindset is going to be, if he's going to go into that game thinking, I'm going to get a draw, he's going to lose that game. He's got to go in that game thinking, what is my best opportunity to get a win? Right? Because they are playing away, because that's what it is. Leipzig don't have a good defense. They won 4-3 today. Uh, they let uh, Istanbul score three goals today. Uh, even United at their worst performance, when they when they lost to Istanbul, they only let them score two. So there, there are problems in that defense for Leipzig. So if he's going to try, he's got to think about what is the best way to exploit that defense, exploit that advantage, and try and go for the win. Because if he tries to go for a draw, he's going to lose. He's not going to get a draw. So if he goes for a win, maybe he'll come away with a draw. That's what they need. But um, but they made it tough for themselves with that Istanbul goal. They, they have. So if they go out uh, into the Europa League, I think that's they have only themselves to blame for that one. Uh, but that being said, I mean, it's going to be an exciting final day. Uh, Atletico Madrid could be out of the competition. Real Madrid could be out of the competition. Inter Milan could be out of the competition. Um, you've got uh, Manchester United or Leipzig. One of them will definitely be out of the competition. Uh, so there's still quite a few things to play for. There's still quite a few places to play for. And uh, it's going to be a very exciting final day of uh, Champions League action when we when we're here uh, next week. Next week, But uh, we've got some domestic games for that to look at. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, was, it was disappointing. I think I think uh, you have to give the man of the match to Neymar, wouldn't you? I think he was pretty good today. I think overall he was very involved, very energetic. He had a pretty bad first half, but then he aside from the goal, but then he came back and he did really, really well. So a lot of credit to PSG's mental uh, toughness. A lot of people talk about PSG not being added mentally, but I think this this game proves that they have they they have that. And I thought uh, I thought the substitutions changed it, and uh, it was poor game management at the end. But um, thank you for watching. Uh, please smash a like if you enjoyed this show and. Uh, Please remember to subscribe to the channel if you are new. Uh, we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna keep doing these kind of things. Uh, we, we're gonna have a preview, I guess, for the uh, Premier League games this weekend. We're gonna try to do that, and obviously we'll be live with a few of the. Well, not live, but we'll be there with the match reactions for some of the Premier League games as well uh, this weekend. So we'll try to do that as well. But thank you for watching. Have a good evening or morning, whatever time you're watching. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you again very very soon. Take care. Bye bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.